Thanks for listening to Summit PA Sermon Audio, weekly teaching from the Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. SummitPA.church, every life made different. God, we just are here to worship you today. We are here to celebrate that you are with us. Jesus, we thank you for coming and choosing to dwell among us. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for your death. We thank you for your resurrection and that you are with us. We are never without hope because of you, Jesus. And tonight, we celebrate you and we lift high your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, good evening. My name is Kim Massengale, and I am Pastor Mel's wife, and uh, he's not able to be with us tonight, and I'll explain why in just a little bit, but if you all will just go ahead and have a seat. I want to welcome you here. Merry Christmas. We have had a full house for all three services tonight, and I'm just so glad that you have decided to join us. If you are a guest with us, I hope that you feel at home here, that you feel welcome, and that you experience God's presence tonight, and we would love to give you a gift. And so there is a card in the seat back in front of you. It's a guest card, and you can fill that out, and we have a gift for you out at our info center, which is out here um, in this lobby, and so please feel free to take that out after service today and get your gift, but we welcome you. We are so glad that you are here. And then Summit family, um, you know that Mel has been talking about how in 2020 we are launching a campus in Blairsville, which is very exciting. Um, We are so expectant about what God is going to do there. And so he's been um, talking about the last few weeks how We're asking you to bring your best gifts today and tomorrow, and all of the money that comes in will go 100% to Blairsville campus, and I believe that in your act of giving that it is um, a seed being planted for people that will come to know Jesus Christ, and so um, if you came prepared to give tonight, uh, and even if you didn't and you would like to give tonight, I just want to um, thank you for your generosity. It makes a difference. It will make a difference in Blairsville. Um, I can't wait to see what God's going to do. But you can give tonight by giving online at summitpa.church. Uh, there's a give button at the top of the screen. You can also give by texting any amount to the number 84321. You can also give um, by cash or check and just write Blairsville on the memo and um, drop that in an envelope and we have offering boxes as you leave today. But let me pray over our offering and then we'll move forward with our service. God, I thank you for what you've already been doing in this county. And God, what you are going to do, Jesus, this is your church. And as we um, give our gifts tonight, We are acknowledging that you are the giver of all good gifts and you are our provider. And we just ask over the money that comes in, Lord, that you would use it for your kingdom purposes, God, that many would come to know Jesus because of it. 
And Lord, we pray over Blairsville specifically that that would be a city where we can bring hope and your light. And Jesus, that you would do more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, so um, we have been in a series called He Shall Be Called, and I have loved this series because I don't know about y'all, but when I was picking names for my girls, I looked at the meanings of what those names would be. I wanted to make sure they were names that brought value to their lives and really told them who they are in Christ. And, and so it was the same in Isaiah when um, when we talk about this passage in Isaiah 9 that we've been focusing on the last four weeks, but the Israelites are, were without hope. And names meant a lot to them. They put a lot of value in names. And so they were looking to a king, and the king let them down, and they were looking for hope. It just seemed so dark and hopeless all around them. And so Isaiah was sent by God as a prophet to speak a word of hope, to let them know that there is a Savior coming and He has really important names. And so these names would have been very meaningful to them. And it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulder, and His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So if you missed the last four weeks, um, I wanna invite you to go back and watch those messages because they're just a great breakdown of what each of those names means. But I'm so thankful that Jesus came and he is a wonderful counselor to us. I don't have all the wisdom in the world. I have a master's in counseling, but I can tell you that I don't know it all. No book, no textbook can tell me, right, all of the wisdom that I need. There are many things in this life that I need a counselor. I need a guide to show up and tell me what to do. And Jesus came to be that wonderful counselor to us. The second name was Mighty God. And so I talked about how Mighty God actually means El Gabor, Mighty Warrior. And how Jesus came as a warrior. So to the Israelites, this meant that he was coming to fight their battles. He was the king above all kings. He was the name above all names. And everything would bow to his name. And so um, I talked about how he is mighty in our waiting. He is mighty in the midst of our storms. And he is mighty to save. Because the greatest act that Jesus ever did and has done thus far is that he came as a baby. He lived a normal life. And then he did ministry. And then he paid a price on the cross that no human could ever pay for our sins. There's no doctor that can take away my sins. There's no priest that can take away my sins, but only Jesus Christ could be that sacrifice, that he could willingly go to the cross, bear the brunt of my shame and my sins, and then I could be set free because of him. And then not only did he do that, but he died, and then he rose again to defeat death, and then he remained on the earth for 40 days and then he ascended to heaven and he now sits next to God the Father where he is consistently interceding on our behalf. 
The third name is Everlasting Father. And Everlasting Father, I know many of you um, have good dads, but there's many of you who don't. And so our perception of God can be really distorted at times, depending on how we view our earthly fathers. But we need an everlasting father. We need a good father who gives good gifts, who, who corrects in order to help us live a, um, a more fulfilled life and a purposed life. He is a good father. And then lastly, he is the Prince of Peace. And Mel talked about this past weekend how Jesus doesn't always calm the storm around us, but he calms the storm within us. And I work a lot with people. I work a lot with college students. I work a lot with women. And the number one thing I hear is, I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. I'm so worried. Like anxiety is just taking over our society, I feel. And that's not what Jesus intended. And and while medication can help, while counseling, I'm a big proponent of it. Jesus ultimately is our Prince of Peace. He is the only one that can truly calm the storms that are raging within us. So while there are storms all around us, he calms the storm within us. And then the name I wanna talk about tonight is found in Isaiah 7:14, And it says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. I need to know that I don't serve a God who is distant and far off. I need to know that I serve a God who when I hurt, he is near. I need to know that I serve a God that when I celebrate, he celebrates with me. I don't want to serve a golden statue that can't respond to my needs or my wants or my, my heartfelt desires. I need a God who bore what I bore, who understands what I'm going through. And so we've been preaching these things. And even this weekend when I got up to do our host moment during our prayer time, I talked about how when we worship, worship is about saying, it may not be what I feel, but God, I'm gonna to choose to worship you despite my circumstances because it begins to change my perspective. So I know that many of you, we all are affected by hard things. Jesus guarantees that we will be affected by hard things when we're on this earth. But it's different for me when I I'm telling you that God's with you. But when I'm going through something, that's where I'm like, okay, got it. Do I really believe what I preach? So this morning, many of you know who are part of our Summit family. Mel talks about his dad a lot. He is his uh, very best friend. He watches every service. If you ever online, you'll see Melvin Massengale watching from Oklahoma City. But this morning we got a phone call at 6.45 our time telling us that he was being taken by ambulance and he was at Oklahoma Heart Hospital with an internal bleed and extremely low blood pressure. 
So they took him into emergency surgery once it was safe enough. Um, and we believed for a miracle. But I just got word right before this service that my dad, number two, is in heaven. Mel was able to fly down, and he just should have arrived just about now at the hospital. So here's where I'm at. Do I really believe that Christmas is worth celebrating? Because I have a lot of gifts under the tree today for my kids, and I love giving good gifts. But do I really believe that Christmas, that worshiping Jesus is worth it? And that when I pause and I think about this moment and I stand there and worship saying, God with us, I can't imagine my life without him. I can't imagine going through this without him because he is with me and he will calm the storm within me. He is God with us. He is with us in every moment of our lives. He is there in the joy. My niece, Mel's niece, is scheduled to have her baby in four days, in five days. So there's going to be celebration and there's going to be great grief all in one week for this family. But he's with us through it all. He's there in the celebration. He's there in the suffering. He's there in the grief. He is with us. He is around us. He is in us. So I have every reason to worship Jesus. Because what other hope do I have? What other hope is there? Name one. You can't find one. He is the hope of all hopes. It is always good news. I told Steph before I came out here, I said, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. But I'm not. I have joy because joy isn't, joy isn't a feeling. It is something we choose because we know that we have a hope. And Tim Keller, in his book, Hidden Christmas, I read part of this a few weeks ago, but I wanted to read all of this because it just really struck me today. But it says, if Jesus Christ is really mighty God and everlasting Father, you can't just like him. In the Bible, the people who actually saw and heard Jesus never reacted indifferently or even mildly. Once they realized what he was claiming about himself, either they were scared of him or they were furious with him or they knelt down before him and they worshiped him. But nobody simply just liked Jesus. Nobody said, wow, he's so inspiring. He makes me want to live a better life. If the baby born at Christmas is the mighty God, then you must serve him completely. If Jesus is wonderful counselor and prince of peace, you should want to serve him. Why is he called counselor? When you are going through something very difficult, it's good to talk to someone who's walked the same path, who knows personally what you've been going through. And if God has really been born in a manger, 
then we have something that no other religion even claims to have. It's a God who truly understands you from the inside of your experience. There's no other religion on this earth that says God has suffered, that God had to be courageous, that he knows what it's like to be abandoned by friends, to be crushed by injustice, to be tortured and die. Christmas shows he knows what you're going through. When you talk to him, he understands. So we've been celebrating Christmas. We've been remembering. We've been thanking him for coming and for setting us free and forgiving our sins and having power over sin and death. But our hope now, what we hope for as Christians is that one day King Jesus will return and he will rule and reign on this earth and he will put an end to all suffering, all tears, all grief, all will be made right and he will rid this world of all pain and suffering. That is our hope and that is who we serve. Church family, Jesus is the hope of the world. He came to be light. When there is darkness all around us, when we experience hard things at school, kids, when when there's things that are happening at home, when there's sickness, when there's strife, when there's conflict, Jesus came to be light. He came to be our hope. And maybe for some of you today, you just need hope. Maybe you have never chosen to follow Jesus. You've never acknowledged that you need a savior. See, the reality is, while I will grieve, I have hope. I know where my father-in-law is. I know who he's with, without a doubt. So while that doesn't necessarily ease the grieving right the second, I have hope. And if you don't know Jesus, where is your hope? Where is your faith? It says in scripture that one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And so today I want to invite you into hope. I want to invite you into light. And so with all heads bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around, I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to invite you forward, but I want to invite those of you who don't know Jesus, who don't follow him, or maybe you once did and you have walked away, I want to invite you into hope today. I want to invite you into relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you would say, Kim, I need a savior today. I need an eternal hope today. And I want to invite Jesus into my life. If you'll just raise your hand. Yes, I see you on the left. I see you. You can put your hand down. I see you in the back. 
Yes, I see you on the right. You can put your hand down. You want to be invited into hope today. Alright, if everyone will just pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Today, I choose to follow you all of the days of my life. I need hope. I choose you today, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, can we just celebrate with those who gave their lives to Jesus Christ tonight? It says in scripture that when just one gives their lives to Jesus, that all of heaven erupts in celebration. And so if you made that decision tonight, we want to follow alongside of you. We want to help you. We want to walk alongside of you. And um, if you could just let us know there is a salvation card in the seat back in front of you. You can fill that out. Take it to the info center. As you leave today, we have a Bible for you. You can also text the word salvation to 555-888. Um, but I, in Mel fashion... Um, I just want to say from him to you that he loves you all so much. Uh, we appreciate so much the outpouring of love we've already received. And as he always says, we love you more than you know, and we're so honored to be your pastors. But we really do pray you have a Merry Christmas and that you experience joy and hope and light. So I want to invite you to stand and um, we're going to have our candle lighting portion of the service now, and then we'll be dismissed. But you all have a wonderful Christmas.